Hello and welcome to The Northern Connection, a podcast all about books. In each episode, we chat to authors about their books, their inspirations and their own Northern Connection. This episode is hosted by Jules, Rebecca and myself, Emma. And we catch up with Stacey Thomas to talk about her debut novel, The Rebels. Welcome to the Northern Connection, Stacey. Um, please, can you tell us all about your new book, The Revels? Hi, Jules. Thank you for having me. So my um, debut, The Revels, is set in York and Lancaster and during the English Civil War, and it follows a young man who's apprenticed to an infamous former witch hunter. The only problem is that he's a witch himself who can hear the dead sing. And so my story is all about my main character trying to survive while getting drawn into a gruesome witch hunt and finding love for the first time. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. And can you tell us where the idea for the book came? I would say, if I'm being honest, the idea came from like the first book I ever wrote, like the first full length like book I ever like finished, which was this kind of YA contemporary fantasy. It was awful, but like I was really like um inspired by um Susanna's Clark's um jo- Jonathan Strange and Mister Norrell and like how she uses footnotes to really kind of expand the world of the book. And when I was writing my kind of fantasy YA, I used those kind of footnotes to kind of like build up the world. And as part of that, I kind of like researched the kind of English witch trials. And so when that book failed to get an agent, I was like, I'm going to turn to the genre that I've always loved as a reader but like has always scared me as a writer because of how much work's involved in kind of really bringing the different periods to life and so I've always had a fascination with witches and that's what really kind of inspired me um, with the rebels to really kind of explore that in another like full-length novel and luckily it it paid off as I was able to get an agent and then a book deal. Fabulous. Can I just throw in an extra question? Oh, um, yes. The start of it now that, um, so you can probably tell from my accent that I live in Yorkshire and oh, yes. um, my sister lives in York um, and I do would love to read uh, books that were, because it's nice to have that familiar, uh, familiarity, I can't speak, um, yes. the streets and things like that. So um, what was the basis behind that? Is it just the, the kind of, um, history part of history that you're talking about that fits in York and Yorkshire or was there some other element to that? Um, well actually like I've always been fascinated by the North um, just because I just find it like just the history like quite interesting and I remember like when I was young reading um, Elizabeth Gaskell's North and South so I quite like the whole idea of the industrialization the class differences the upward mobility but then I feel like when I was originally writing the Revels um i originally heard of the pendle witch trials which obviously takes place in lancaster and so that's where i kind of started my with my research and then as it kind of the as i got deeper into it i realized that there were also witch trials in yorkshire and then for kind of um logistical reasons um in my book there's like a court case so my my main character is like he's apprenticed to an infamous former witch hunter who's now a judge they have to go to the like a oversee the kind of court circuit or the assizes in Yorkshire and so that's how I settled on the York kind of setting because I could 
have my characters kind of oversee a kind of witch trial in York and like explore the location and then as the kind of events of the novel progress move move into Lancaster and so I kind of just feel like when I was writing it I was very much inspired by Matthew Hopkins who was operating in East Anglia so I could have always like I could have just set my book in that period but then I felt like there's been quite a few periods who have cut quite a few books that have kind of set their book in East Anglia as so I felt like I wanted to kind of choose a different northern um, like setting and like there was something about when I was researching the history of York that really just stood out to me and since then I visited um, like York so I've seen like York Minster which features in my book and I've been to Haworth and like there's just something so beautiful about like the, the the region and just like with the hills and everything and I just really fell in love with it so yeah we love Haworth we've um, yeah. been there a couple of times haven't we as a, a little weekend away so yeah perfect yeah. I'm hoping to do another book set in Haworth, like probably for my third book, but it's like, I feel like what, if I do write it, like one of the things I need to stress is like walking up those hills <laughs> is hard work because I just, I was walking to a restaurant. So I walked down and I was like, oh, this is taking a bit of effort. And then it kind of dawned on me like, oh, I'm going to have to walk back up because you know I don't have a car and it was sort of that moment where it's like oh do I just go back to my hotel you know and admit defeat and I was like no I, I can do this I'm I'm strong <laughs> certainly so hilly around there yeah. <laughs> that sounds great yeah what first got you interested in historical fiction particularly witches so I would say firstly for historical fiction like I'd always grown up um reading it so like with Celia Reese like she's done kind of some YA like historical fiction titles so as a child I would read her books and then I would also say and also like I grew up on like Philippa, Philippa Gregory's like um historical fiction as well so that I really enjoyed like her books and I feel like the reason why I loved <laughs> historical fiction was because it just felt like a sort of magic because I could just kind of imagine myself in the past in those costumes and so there was something about it that felt more escapist than reading contemporary mm -hmm. and then definitely with historical kind of tv shows and films I just remembered like um there was this channel I think called UK Gold I don't know if it's still on but they would show all these Catherine Cookson adaptations and some were really quite melodramatic but it's like I really I really liked him and again like a lot of those books had northern settings as well so and being like a lifelong Londoner it was just really great to just kind of see different kind of parts of the country so I just remembered like yeah I've just I've been a historical fiction addict since yeah since yeah since a child really and then I think in terms of witches um probably shows like Sabrina the Teenage Witch the craft and then I studied history at university and then for my A-level so that's when it's like I would kind of go on my own tangent and really kind of look at that period of history and I feel like with my reading taste I like books with the supernatural aspects so I feel like in some sense it's quite natural that I was kind of drawn to the witch history and kind of wanting to kind of explore that in my own work as well. Brilliant thank you um, and where does your writing inspiration usually come from? 
Ooh, I would say it definitely comes from the research because when I was writing um, The Rebels, like I originally had an idea of who my main character was and how the story was going to unfold. But then I was kind of writing and researching at the same time. And so the more I kind of, you know, found out um, like about the witch trials and the witch hunters, the more that kind of inspired me to really kind of develop my story. And so I kind of just feel like... um, definitely the research like I might have an idea but like it's always informed by like what I find out so often that will kind of help me kind of change the story and then definitely like podcasts um documentaries even fiction books as well because I sometimes feel like there are authors who will kind of tackle (laughs) kind of similar themes and you'll really like you'll as much as I love those books you also realize you know you can't just do what everyone else is doing so it's kind of that thing you just you've I realized like yes I really like the themes that author is exploring but then what can I do that kind of like kind of tackles it in a different way yeah that's great um so can you tell us what date your book is published and do you have any um celebrations or events planned for publication so my book publishes on the 20th of July which is scarily (laughs) very soon Um, And I'm doing an event on the 27th of July at Waterstones York with fellow debuts um, Alex Hay and Lucy Barker. And then I think I've got a few events and I'm hopefully going to be doing a podcast event with Goldsboro Book on the 20th of July and possibly an um, an in-person kind of in-conversation event that day too. But I think that's still subject to be confirmed. So hopefully I won't get in trouble for saying it. Um, Yeah. And then I'm also doing like um, an online kind of witch festival event on the 12th of August as well with the Society of Ink Slingers. So that should be quite fun. Oh, yeah. Sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I might try and make that one in York because I don't, I think I'm off work then at the end of July. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. And I'd love to meet Alex Hay as well because he's got the housekeepers yes. coming out. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've read, I've read the housekeepers and like I absolutely loved it. Like it's just, it's completely like bonkers. Like it's brilliantly written. <laughs> and I've just been raving about it to like everyone I, everyone I meet. And I've even kind of convinced like this sci fi kind of fantasy reviewer. He doesn't really read historical mm-hmm. fiction. And it's like she read Alex Hay's book and loved it. So now I'm slowly converting her to the joys of historical fiction fiction although I think I need to read more sci-fi in return so it's not like too one-sided there was actually um, I'm going off on a tangent but there was a witch festival in York last week I think it was held by this tiny tiny little hotel called the Hocus Pocus Hotel and it's amazing if you look look it up online see if you can get to stay there but a lot of the rooms uh, there's like a sorcery room and then there's like an apothecary room and, and they're abs- we stay there at Christmas. It's, it's really, really great. But they had their own witch festival last week and there was great pictures of yeah. you know, loads of people dressed up as um, all sorts of different types of witches out, outside. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll check it out. Like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And I've got a, uh, just when you mentioned about sci-fi, I've got a book recommendation for you because I'm not a big sci-fi reader. Yeah. And I'm not sure that people who read a lot of sci-fi would class it as sci-fi. So let's say it's mildly sci-fi. Yes. <laughs> um, but The Book of Strange New Things by Michelle Faber. Ooh. 
he's one of my favorite authors and that is one of my favorite books ever i'm literally writing that down now the book of strange i um, i did recommend the uh, book of strange new things to a friend of mine and he absolutely hated it so <laughs> <laughs> But we all, what we were saying before about subjectivity, we all like different yeah. things, so. Yeah, like I've like, I've kind of learned the art of gently giving recommendations because sometimes I'll recommend books to friends or family and when they say they don't like it, I'm like, how can you not like it? What's what's wrong with you? And it's like, I'll really grill them like, okay, what parts did you not like? Or when, yeah. they, when you give somebody a book and they don't read it straight away. <laughs> oh god i know i once like um borrowed a friend a book and it's like it had been like weeks and it's like i wanted my copy back because it was part of a series so i like having my sets together and i just ran into him i was like oh how's the book and he was like yeah it's great it's great and i said what page are you on and he said oh page three and i just kind of like okay i just yeah. like and it's like i i never got that book back but yeah <laughs> oh my god Oh, but I feel like publishing would be easier if people could make a judgment about a book on like the first page, like whether they like it or not. Well, there are some books though, aren't there, where you do read like a couple of pages and think this is really good and it stays that way to the end and you, you do pick up on a book yeah. sometimes that you really love from the very beginning then, yeah like I feel like with me I'm a bit of a strange reader because I'll usually read the first few pages and then I'll read the kind of ending bit first just to basically make sure that it lives up to the promise you know because I don't know you could read historical fiction and then I don't know it comes it turns into a dystopian so I need to know what I'm getting myself in for because I just remembered when I read like Jane Eyre at school I was I was horrified when I read the end it's like wait he he's lost his hand he's been in a fire like what is this I didn't I didn't sign up for this I was I was just I was shocked so yes <laughs> oh, yeah. please can you tell us what you're working on now yes so basically i'm hoping to well have a finished draft done before my book publishes so by the 19th of july or like by morning of the 20th but it's basically it's completely different to the rebels it still has a supernatural twist but it's set in 1950s london specifically 1958 when the last of the debutantes curtsied to the queen and rather than the Debs, I'm very much interested in the people behind the Debs who shape this society. So from their very ambitious mothers to kind of society fixers and your publicists who were responsible for kind of keeping Debs in the public eye and keeping that very gilded world they inhabit very exclusive. And so I'm very much inspired by social fixers like Isaac Brown, who was an American and um, who like lived and worked in America. But it's like he was on the outside of that society but he found out what the upper classes liked and he really kind of made a space for himself in that world and then I'm also quite interested in Elsa Maxwell um, who was like this international party giver who was active in like the 1950s and the the decades before so I kind of want to kind of explore like the power behind the throne in a wow. sense that sounds great sounds amazing um we, we love talking about books as you know um 
what are you reading at the moment? So for a surprise, because I don't really read a lot of nonfiction, but like I'm halfway through Rosie um, Hart's um, The Royal Wardrobe, and I believe this is her first um, novel or like nonfiction book. Um, but basically it kind of explores the kind of like um, like the outfits worn by the royal like members of the royal family so from the Tudors and upwards and for the purposes of my second book I was originally just reading it to see like what Queen Elizabeth II wore, wore for her coronation gown but then it's like I love like the Tudors and like the Stuarts so it's like I'm really just fascinated to kind of see the political motivations behind their clothing and just this whole idea is like fashion as an armor so I really recommend it and like I think that's quite for me that's quite kind of high praise since I don't really read a lot of non-fiction so this book I was reading it for research but like it didn't feel like work it's like it's really enjoyable so fabulous and finally can you uh, recommend a book or an author with a northern connection so an author with a northern connection that i would recommend is stacy halls and her you know well regarded the familiars which i read and loved and then a book with a northern setting would be one of my favorite books of all time so susanna clark's jonathan strange and mr morrell like i absolutely love it and it's like the first few chapters i believe take place in york as well and it kind of skips it moves to kind of London but like it also kind of jumps back to the north as well so I highly recommend it if you've not read thank it thank you no I'm just thinking somebody recommended that as well um last year can you remember Rebecca I, I do remember someone recommending it but I can't remember who it was I think it's come up a few times when we've been talking um yeah, yeah. you should like yeah, no, I was going to say, like, I came to it through, like, the TV show, and then I was watching the TV show, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing, and then I started reading the book, and I was like, the book's even better, like, it's so detailed, and just with the footnotes as well, it's sort of, like, two books in one, so I feel like if more than one person has recommended it, then you, all three of you need to read it, like, make it your next read, yeah. <laughs> I have bought a copy after that conversation. I went out and bought a copy, but it's, I haven't read it yet. <laughs> it, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's massive. Like I just, yeah, it's like, it, is it 800 pages? Oh, I think it might be even it's a big. thousand. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gold. <laughs> See, I, I really, really love a chunky book as long as it keeps me interest. I, I feel like for me, my, I mean, I, I'll read books that are quite chunky because I read The Square of Sevens recently um, and I really loved that. And it's like I've been kind of really delaying starting because I knew it was that thing. It's like when it's so big, you really have to pay attention. But I feel mm. like I kind of like books that are kind of under 400 pages um and like sometimes short short mm. the shorter the better but like i feel like if it's a good story then it's like it's better that it takes the time it needs to finish it rather than just kind of come to an end quite There's quickly a fabulous really really short uh, witchy book called hex by jenny fagan have you read that i've not read oh, it but it's on my tv list i'll amazing. push it to the really top short list. yeah and it is but it, yeah, it's just, you put it down and you think, wow, <laughs> so clever wow. and so different, you know, but yeah, I'll let you, um, I won't ruin it on you, but yeah, it's really. 
To finish the episode, would you be able to read us an extract from The Revels? Oh, all right. Yes, I would love to. Um, is it, would you prefer me to start from the beginning or what was originally the beginning and is now chapter two? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so this was like um, originally like the beginning and it's kind of like, um, I really love the line, but then it's like, I realized I was kind of starting at the catalyst, like after like having a chat with my agent. So I'll read the first three first paragraph or so and then I'll keep I'll look up so when you want me to stop just you know wave your hats <laughs> okay chapter two London February 1645 I slip into the dead man's life like a thief framed by a gold trim mirror I stand corpse still while Stevens dresses me in my brother's clothes through the bay window I'm afforded a slanted glimpse of St James Park the white winter view marred by the moving outlines of passers-by. A grey light trickles in from the outside, and through the mirror I study the blue veins spread across Stephen's throat like a spider's web. His, mod his mottled fingers are brisk at their task, and his mouth a tight line. He has hoarded his words since our last encounter, only breaking his silence to inform me of Judge Percival's expected arrival. My brother was buried yesterday. Now I stand in this place, a shapeless thing waiting to be rendered for a purpose. The red one. At my clip command, Stephen's side, Stephen sidesteps the yellowed canopied bed and pulls out the doublet from the cupboard. Cavalier colours, he admonishes. Francis colours. Now my colours, I say, flinching at the memory of my vigil by my brother's side until Dawn's approach forced me to concede I was no witch. Shall I? Fabulous, yeah. That's I could I, I could listen to people reading to me all night. I've, I've really got into um, audio books recently as well. I'm really enjoying. Yeah, like I, I've started to get into them, and it's like um, I've also started to get into like kind of audible kind of originals as well. And there's one with. Um, Jessie Buckley where she portrays um where it's sort of like her take on like Lydia Bennett and I really loved it it's just under an hour or so but like it, it was really good but yeah oh, fabulous thank you for that Stacey um thank you thank you very much for joining us on the Northern Connection um and the Revels is out from HQ on the 20th of July Oh, thank you so much for listening. After the recording finished, we remembered that Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell had been recommended to us as a book with a Northern connection uh, by Lauren Owen, who was a 2022 guest who joined us to talk about her book, Small Angels. We've now set up a Northern connection page on bookshop.org where we're adding the books that we talk about in each episode so that you can keep track of all the great recommendations. We'll be back very soon with another episode. Bye for now. <laughs>